It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Two, not three, not four, but five straight wins for the hottest team in the NFL, the Denver Broncos. And I'm breaking it down with the hottest crew in town, Ryan Koningsberg, Henry Chisholm, and yours truly, Zach Stevens. Henry, don't yeah. give me weird looks. I'm giving you a compliment. I mean, did I'm you, giving you a compliment Did you see what here. Todd was wearing last night? <laughs> if Todd and Alexis weren't the hottest crew last night, I'm not sure who was. That's the swaggiest crew. Okay, swaggiest crew. They were the hottest that. crew yesterday. We're the hottest crew exactly. today. Okay, fair enough. I can take that. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, as Alex Singleton said. That's a handful. <laughs> do you think he That's knew so... that? Because he kind of chuckled after he said it. Like, do you think he knew what he was getting to? I think he... It hit him after. I think it's something like his dad had said. And he, was, <laughs> he was laughing at himself for saying uh, that. Right. Because typically every time his dad told him that, it was like, you're a handful. You've done this too many times. And he's like, hey, it's a good thing now. Or he was just like, like when they were playing like youth baseball like five in a row that's a handful and he's like oh my god dad oh wow and now the broncos are a handful for any team that they face five in a row who would have thought one in five now they're six and five literally mm-hmm. the hottest team the longest win streak in the nfl this entire season tied with the eagles right now i went back uh and looked at some of my own tweets from early in the season <laughs> oh god. it just huh. like just like try to remember that misery mm. um, just to be able to fully appreciate the excitement that is happening right now. And like it was really miserable. Mm. Like I think it's easy to forget over the course of a five game win streak how you felt five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went and looked and I it made me feel better. I'm like, I cannot believe we are here when we were there. Yeah. Like questions <laughs> about Sean Payton yeah. gone. Uh, Vance Joseph, how in the world does he have a job? Gone. Uh, Russell Wilson, still cooked. Gone. I mean, it's unbelievable what has happened. And I think you can bicker back and forth all day long about, is it sustainable? Are they lucky? Blah, 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 blah. The thing is, the schedule is favorable 
and they are six and five. Yep. And that's the mm -hmm. only thing that matters. And so all this talk about sustainability and this, that, and the other, I think would be a lot more um, topical if they still had the Chiefs and the Bills on the schedule. Or, you know, they had a, a buzzsaw that they were going to go through. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, once they run into this team, <laughs> they're not going to be, be able to pull that off. Those teams don't exist on this schedule. You know what's so encouraging to me, and it plays off what you're saying, Ryan, is this five-game winning streak, it's anything but hollow. So what is that? It's full? It's, uh, it's filling? Because, mm. you know, the worst team that the Broncos have beat in this win streak? Chiefs. We literally the just had someone with the Packers sweatshirt walk in. That's the worst team yeah. the Broncos have beaten this win streak. I think and, they're going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. And they're, they're, wow, that's doing a hot breakfast take. Burgers? At Lambeau Sunday Night Football? And the, pack, the Packers are five and six. The Packers are the eighth seed in the NFC playoffs. The Packers are the only team with the losing record that the Broncos have beat, and they're one game off 500. The Bills are the second worst team. The Bills, who people thought they're the team with the second worst record that the Broncos have beat. The other three teams are all in the playoff mix right now, mm -hmm. like would be in the playoffs if it ended today. So the Broncos have beat really good teams in this. It's the opposite of a hollow win streak. Yeah, it really is. What's the opposite of hollow? Solid? Yeah. yeah. Solid. It's a solid win streak. It doesn't <laughs> it make is. it sound quite no. as good. It doesn't, no. <laughs> no. Hardy? Yeah, Hardy, I like that. It's good. It's a fitting term for the weekend that we probably all just had. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. I to me it's the coaching that's the craziest part. Like Vance Joseph just broke out a 4-4 defense yesterday to stop the run and it worked. Like they're like, "Oh, we don't have Kareem Jackson. Let's just play with one safety on the field, throw in another defensive lineman." They go 4-4 and stop Cleveland from running the ball. Yep. Like it's it's such like a great decision like in Madden you're like, "Yeah, if you're well, if, not if you only see DTR out there, yeah, run the 4-4." take away the running game but they actually did it in real life football flip drew sanders from inside linebacker to outside linebacker and just ran with it and it worked and i'll just add on i'll let you keep cooking on that because i love that point it wasn't just that they stopped the run when they called it mm -hmm. is that they convinced the browns that they should throw against this yes. formation yeah and, and they got a couple of decent gains on it but of course you are in a 4-4 that's what the broncos want they just want to make dtr pass the ball and every one of those passes in that first half I guess toward the end, he kind of got cooking, but they were all like either three feet away from where they should be, or they were hanging up in the air. Like they gave themselves opportunities to go make plays on those balls by making him put the ball in the air. And you just don't see teams do that. Like, Ooh, here's a Montana story. I remember when I was little, there was a game, Montana, Idaho was like a big game and Montana came out and ran just a triple option out of nowhere mm. like they just implemented it I've that week for that game that. <laughs> i know it's so awesome they go out there and cook it because idaho has no idea how to stop it and it's just like that where this week they decided let's throw a four four in there let's make him actually throw the ball because they've been struggling to stop the run it's a crazy aggressive creative move to make but when it works it's awesome and they did it it was really cool yeah and uh Credit to uh, the other side of the ball where that offensive line just dominated. And remember, they're going up against the defense 
that has been one of the best, not just in the NFL mm-hmm. this year, they're the best defense in the NFL this year. They've been one of the best in like the past 25 years. Yep. And the defensive line looked pedestrian mm-hmm. against the Broncos offensive line. In fact, maybe looked bad. They had one, the Browns had one sack in the game and it came at absolute garbage time. So in meaningful moments of this game, the Browns, <laughs> the defensive player of the year, the leading defense player of the year, Miles Garrett, zero sacks. Garrett Bowles made Miles Garrett look silly on multiple occasions. There's one out there. If you if you go to my Twitter, uh, I tweet it. We can't play it on the show because the NFL is no fun uh, and would take our show down. But Garrett Bowles literally <laughs> takes Miles Garrett from the left side, yep. left tackle, mm-hmm. and pushes him all the way around to past where the tight end would be on the right side of the line. Yep. Mm-hmm. Garrett Bowles made him look silly. And then the rest of the Broncos offensive line did a great job in pass protection, but in the running game. And it's been forever since we could say that the Broncos are a physical football team. And you know what? That wins in December, in January, in the playoffs, in the cold. And it also wins against good teams, just like the Browns are a good team. The Browns are a 7-3 and three football team entering yesterday, and I know they were playing a rookie quarterback, but they made them just look extremely pedestrian. Yeah, and the thing about this is it is the ultimate testament to the idea that you should stick with the run. Um, and no one wants to do this when they're averaging 4.3 yards per carry. Um, and even that like feels pretty good when I say it, but it's not where you want to be running the football. And then you have Javante, who carried the ball 18 times, Oof. averaging 3.6 yards per yeah. carry. So you pop one with Samaje, you pop one with, or you have Russ, you know, no, I guess it was Marvin Mims who had an 11-yard mm-hmm. carry, which kind of jumps things up. Yep. But in the end... The Broncos are just saying, like, running the ball is an identity and a mentality. And even though it's not moving the ball Mm -hmm. the way we want to, it is a positive um, factor in who we're trying to be. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to keep doing it. Um, And it's so funny to talk about this with the Broncos when the whole conversation for me with the Buffs the whole season has been like, I, I don't know, like, is mm. it worth it to run the ball when you have a good quarterback? Like, are they are they just not good enough at it? And so it's it's not worth it. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think the answer to that can be yes. The Broncos are proving that it just doesn't matter. Like, they are turning their offensive linemen into monsters by just saying, go be monsters on every play. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, I mean, it plays into the defense, too. Like, that's... The defense is forcing so many turnovers. It's playing so well yep. that the number one goal for the offense is just don't turn the ball over. Because if you don't turn the ball over, you're going to win the game. Like, it's kind of that simple. And if you can go out there and, and start gashing them for big runs, then, yeah, that's going to be great. You're going to go out there, put up a bunch of points. But you run on first down, you run on second down, you wind up in third and two, third and three. Go ahead, run it again. Like, throw those short little passes. And then when push comes to shove, you need a two-minute drill. That's where the Broncos have been really good offensively. Like, if, if you need to score at the end of the game, they'll go score at the end of the game. If you have a minute and a half left in the half, you can go get points. They can go do that, too. And th- when you can just get by running the ball, there's no reason to put the ball in the air where it could be at risk. Like, it, it's it's this whole team just kind of forming together an identity. And with the physicality, that's what PJ, said, PJ Locke said after the game. Is that all week, the coaches just said, we need to out-physical the Browns because they're one of the most physical teams in the league. And that's that's what we did. Like, we spent all week thinking, how do we be more physical than the Browns? They went out there and did it. And if you can out-physical the Browns, who can't you out-physical? No, that's, that's it. 
It's a perfect segue into something I want to talk about. Mm. What do you guys think of the Baron Browning hit? What do you guys think of the PJ Lock hit? What do you guys think of <clears throat> this? Because it's going to lead me into a take that I'm curious if people will like or not. Um, I mean, physical. They're, they're, they're imposing their will, and it's not the guys that you would necessarily expect. Um, I have some, some thoughts on that in a different way, but I, I think it's, uh, it's very much imposing who they are on the, on the other team. Is it dirty? Um, uh, I think they need to... Not dirty, no. Okay. No, definitely not dirty. That Baron Browning one... That's just Dory Thompson Robinson being an idiot. That's all that is. That was a stupid, stupid, stupid play on his part. He's running out of the pocket. He knows that he's being chased by Baron Browning. He knows the second he steps his or sets his feet, he's he's got a step and a half away from Baron Browning. Within half a second, he's gonna be on his ass. Mm-hmm. And he still does it anyway. He's the yeah. only quarterback and throws in the league. It to no one. Yeah, he's the only quarterback in the league dumb enough to try to stop running right there. And Baron <laughs> doesn't have a chance to to like if you have this hitbox this big. I'm from here to Zach away. You're running full speed. All of a sudden you stop. There's no time to decide where exactly you're going to hit him. Like that's just the football. Like I, I have no issue with that. I've got no issue with PJ. I do think if it was Justin said PJ, Justin would have just been there a step earlier and it wouldn't have been an issue. But hey, if you want to hit somebody, there's an identity. So to me, the PJ one uh, late or near the end zone was just a not smart play. Yeah, um, fair. wasn't dirty, though. The Baron Browning hit absolutely was not dirty uh, and probably shouldn't have even been flagged. That one we could debate forever. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the PJ one on Amari Cooper is like exactly what you're taught to do. And people are saying, well, the ball went over his head. Well, look at PJ's eyes. You talk about finding the target. That's literally what he's doing. He's (laughs) literally zeroing in on Amari Cooper's ribs because he's like, I'm going to hit him. I want to make sure I hit him in the right spot. But none of that matters. To this take that I have. Browns fans are calling the Broncos Dirty Denver. Mm, wow. And I love it. <laughs> I want it. I want to embrace that so badly. Even though it's not true, I love that brand. Mm-hmm. I want teams to walk onto the field against the Denver Broncos and think, <clears throat> I might get hurt today. Because this team hits hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if they think it's dirty or not. I want that brand on my team because that is intimidating. So thank you, Browns fans. I am leaning in. Dirty Denver all the way. Wow. And uh, that's that's physicality. And that's something that was preached throughout the week leading up to this game. As PJ Locke told us, that was emphasized. And as PJ said, we won that fight. And you see PJ... A guy that is Mm -hmm. a backup stepping in, even embracing that. Typically, you see backups kind of do the opposite. They say, I'm not going to play that type of brand. I'm not going to go 100% because I don't want to be the one getting penalties, especially when the guy in front of me just got suspended for the second time this season. No, everyone's completely bought in on this. Yeah, and I mean, go back to the 2015 Super Bowl Broncos defense. Um, You know, they didn't have a brand on them like Dirty Denver, but... They were not afraid at all to take a personal foul Mm -hmm. to intimidate their opponents. You saw Aqib Tlaib throw a guy by his face mask across the field in the Super Bowl. You saw, you know, guys getting poked in the eye. You saw, you know, uh, late hits, things like that, big hits on quarterbacks. If that is what it's going to take to make teams question themselves when they set foot on the field to to make a wide receiver like Amari of Amari Cooper's caliber 
question whether he wants to run that in route at that level of you know of speed and if he wants to keep his eyes on the ball as it's coming to him i love it because that wins football games if your defense has the other team scared mm-hmm. you're winning yeah, and mm-hmm. especially I I, don't, I never actually thought of any of those hits as dirty, and I do think there is a difference between a dirty hit, a penalized hit, and then uh, not a penalized hit. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I I honestly I wouldn't encourage like true dirty play. Um, Me but either. I don't think what the Broncos did yesterday it didn't cross my mind that anything they did was dirty. And I do think you're right, Ryan. I do think getting flagged once or twice, not necessarily every single game, but every couple of games uh, for a hit that just shows the type of team you're going to be uh, is is absolutely beneficial. And I think you pointed out perfectly with the keep to leave in that 2015 uh, Super Bowl winning team. We can ask Todd about it tomorrow, too, and just how much that, Ward, that means. TJ Ward, Stewart. Oh, absolutely. They were intimidating as hell. Yes. And, uh, Eric it was, Wolf. Yeah, oh, and so many people <laughs> across that team. Um, now, one of the things that I think the Broncos need to work on, and it needs to start with coaching, is just the way they hit quarterbacks because that is going to come back to bite them at some point. Now, we can talk about if the Baron Browning play should have actually been penalized or not. I'm not going to sit here and say that, that that was a great call because – no, I mean, you can you can zoom it in, but if you go high at all, we need to stop focusing on, like, if you're hitting the actual face mask or not. Just stop going high on quarterbacks. It's a lot easier said than done. Exactly. I get that, but at some point, mm-hmm. that's not going to be against a backup quarterback, and it's not just going to move them to midfield, and you're not going to get a turnover after that. At some point, that will come back to hurt them. Just... Lower, lo- lower where you're hitting quarterbacks, and uh, there's still going to be flags thrown occasionally. Mm-hmm. But that's just that would be my only thing with this is let's just not even make it a question anymore. Let's just start hitting them right in the hips. It's just so hard. I mean, if you the you say that one him, that one wasn't really hard. But, I mean, it, it's not. He was squared up on him. He could have hit him again. I'm not blaming I'm, Baron. My thing but is, but at some point. It is going to but hurt them. My thing is, like, you, you hit them in the hips. Like, you aim for the shoulders or the hips. Either one of those is fine. You go just a tiny bit higher or a tiny bit lower, There's th- that's a penalty. Because below the waist, there you go, it's another one. So that's the tough part. But to me, I mean, he would have to be, like, running differently to have a chance to hit him lower. Like, like you, you run like this. You don't run, like, kind of crouched over like that. And so as soon as he stops and sets his feet... Like you're, you are where you are, you know. Yeah. So that's a tough one. But you almost have to lower your head to like literally exactly. lower like your it's, head. It's just no, an I mean, impossible how do they teach p- you to, position. They, they teach you to tackle by breaking down, and when you break down, you just <laughs> yeah, naturally lower. Yeah, but you can't lower. break down. In but, that and scenario. the tough part is like it's a full-on sprint. Like there's no time to break down. Like he just stops right yeah, in front of him. That's what I mean. You know, like they say. Honestly, they say put your helmet like under their arm yeah and your shoulder into their chest which is almost exactly what he did no to be fair he he was higher than that the thing is the the problem is he launched the you know that's the semantics of the rule that everyone (laughs) is going after and what i think the broncos could do to be able to for lack of a better term get away with that a little more is just use your arms in the tackle sure you know what i mean like that's what what gets you in trouble and when they see you just launch your shoulder into someone they're gonna just throw it these days and this is something jake has been talking about with the buffs all year is like just use your arms even if you're just like faking that you're using your Mm -hmm. arms if you put your arms out in front of your body and you hit someone hard it doesn't look nearly as bad as when you just like hit them so hard with their shoulder that it flips Mm -hmm. them backwards so i think that's the best best place to do it 
But in the end, I thought that was a clean hit. And if you're hitting quarterbacks so hard that you're knocking them out of the game with clean hits, so be it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and, and just that physicality, <laughs> like going back to PJ, like every time Kareem has gotten in trouble, which is, I mean, it's a lot of times this season, like PJ's had like the whole group of media around him in his locker. And he's just given these really long answers. It's like, I don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, you know, if, if I'm in there, I'm going to be in that same situation over and over again. Like it's just those things you do over and over. And so you hear him talk like that and you're like, Oh, it's, he's like kind of defending him after going and watching him. He really is just playing that exact same style of football. Like he really was thinking of himself in all of those moments and what he's supposed to do. So, I mean, that's that to me stands out is that, PJ has an identity like Baron is starting to get a bit of an identity like Jaquan already like it's not just this team wants to go out there and hit and be physical and that's such an important part like if you want to be a defensive team it's it's cool to get turnovers it's cool to pick teams off you're not winning a bunch of games unless people leave Denver all bloody and bruised up like that's what defensive teams do and to see all of these guys start to get that like obviously Josie's that way obviously Alex is that way you just see it all come together. And the way DJ Jones was talking about it last night, saying like, yeah, you know, everybody wants to get a turnover. Like I want a turnover. Like the ball keeps balls on the ground. It's great to see, but we get the ball. Like they have, some of it might be luck, but a lot of it really is. They have figured out how they want to play defense together. And that's, that could carry them quite a ways. You know, who wasn't scared of this Broncos defense, the Miami Dolphins, yep. when yeah. there's the pictures coming out <clears throat> of, uh, what, like seven Broncos defenders on the ground yeah. as Mostert's just running past them. This is a completely different unit, and that starts up top with Sean, with Vance, mm-hmm. and then through all these players as well, the changes they've made and just the identity that they have. Dirty Denver. I like it. I like it, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I also like our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can take advantage of getting $200 in bonus bets instantly by placing a $5 bet on anything. So you can bet on Monday Night Football, then you're going to have money in your account right away to bet on the second half of Monday Night Football. So check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I want to give our DraftKings pick of the week out in just a second. But you can bet on our picks of the week by using the code DNVR to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. So check them out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that code DNVR. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, guys, let's dish out our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Ryan, where are you going? Um, Monday Night Football. Mm. Vikings, Bears. Vikings, overrated. Bears, just bad. Give me the under. Oh, okay. What's it set at? Under 43 and a half. I love it. That kind of yeah. shocks me that it's that feels very high for this type of game. Yep. And unders in prime time are always a good place to go. Um, yeah. I think it's because defenses are just more revved up in, in prime time. Yeah. That minus 155 for the Vikings is tempting too. Yeah. If that was like minus 130, it'd be incredible. Um, I'm going Sunday night football next week. Mm. Packers plus 210 at home 
on Sunday night football, Lambeau Field, like I that just feels ridiculous to me that that's plus two ten. Who are okay, they playing? Well, I would, the, the, Chiefs. the Chiefs. So I'm exactly. going to uh, just do the complete opposite and go Chiefs minus six and a half. Really? Um, I feel the exact opposite of the way you do. Only six and a half? Yesterday it was seven. Now it's six and a half. Oh. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, felt like the Chiefs kind of woke up after going down 14-0 to the Raiders. Yeah, I, mean, it, I could wake up against the Raiders. Yeah, but they what? They went, outscored them thirty-one to three from that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Aiden O'Connell. You know what? Because I'm throwing out a Chiefs <laughs> pick of the week minus six and a half. Also, I'm not exactly sure what the Broncos score is going to be, but right now it's plus three and a half. It opened at plus three for the Broncos. Now it's plus three and a half. Oh, Give wow. me that hook. Before mm. it dies back down, the Broncos are at least, at least going to keep this game a field goal. And you can get that at minus 110. So that's our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. <clears throat> not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but if the Broncos can turn over the Texans, no one can say it's not sustainable anymore. Because the Texans don't turn the they ball over. They don't turn over. the ball over. Yep. Uh, CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. MVP level, potentially, is the way he's playing. So I totally agree with you. Man, I love the way he throws the football. Just, just, just pops out of his hand. Just the way that he throws it. Just like, I love it. Oh, the yeah, Panthers yeah, must feel so dumb. A little bigger. Like the, you hear like David Tepper was like cursing on his way out of the locker room last night. He knows. He knows. He want. He should have taken Stroud instead of Bryce Young. He knows they screwed up. Uh, that's just a franchise well, altering. And decision. apparently, that's what Frank Reich wanted. Oh, really? And so that's. I think wanted that's Stroud? why he got fired today. Or Bryce. Um, he wanted Stroud. Mm. And Tepper wanted Bryce. Oh yeah. man, that it. Well, that's let, a mistake. I think you're getting a li- that you're doing way I mean, too hindsight. Those, oh, no, yeah. because the the report was that the Texans were absolutely going to draft Bryce Young if they could have got their hands mm-hmm. on him too. So yeah. it's not like just one team uh, misjudged C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I think that's way too hindsight. Twenty twenty. But, but my would it make is you that- curse and scream on your way out of the locker room, realizing that you made that decision? It's it a, would piss you off. That's a 15-year decision. It is. That's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. But and that's not to say Bryce is cooked. No. But it's pretty weird. Uh, I think that Frank Reich just, like, said, told you so one too many times, and it got him fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. Um, we've got both bottles of whiskey. I thought somebody drank one of those. You can get We only had three. Whiskey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it seems like... We get all these things, and then all of a sudden, all the shots of whiskey are gone, and then one of the bottles has disappeared. But it looks like we've restocked a little bit um, because it is really good whiskey, and that's why people here love to drink it. Um, they've got the two kinds of Broncos bourbon. It's a part of their Broncos bourbon contest. One's the Ed McCaffrey blend. One's the Alfred Williams. And you can go vote on your favorite at BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon dash of dash Denver dash Broncos. And uh, you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos Chargers game on Christmas Eve. So Sweet. it's going to be narrowed to 10 favorites um, on December 1st, which we're actually getting pretty close to. So you can actually post your favorite photos to Instagram. Use the hashtag Broncos Bourbon. Be cut down to 10 on fri- Friday. Yep, that's it, December 1st. There we go. Uh, rent day which I'm now paying double rent, which is awesome. Um, that doesn't sound awesome. We got the lease on Friday. That's not a podcast topic. New place? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Where? Right behind like Union Station. There's like that King Supers next to Coors. Oh, yeah. Bougie. It's like on top of that one. Whoa. I know. And I'm paying double rent this month, and then it's going to be over. <laughs> kind of sad fun. we didn't take more advantage of when we lived like two blocks away from each other. <laughs> I know. We really, yeah, we screwed that one up. But you have um, like four days. 
We do. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Should drink on a weeknight. I'm down. <laughs> um, Henry says he doesn't drink unless there's sports on. Can Henry. we watch a sport? Yeah, when he says that, he doesn't realize that there's sports on every day. There's yeah. always sports on, yeah. except for the ESPYs day. I have... Is that the a dry day? Yep. You wow. know what we might need to do? I've got that tequila... We'll talk about that part after, right. too. Um, but uh, BreckenridgeDistillery.com, bourbon of Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, so go uh, go get in on that. Drink all their bourbons. It's good stuff. You can get it in all 50 states. BreckenridgeDistillery.com. All right, any final thoughts on uh, yesterday's game? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I had I have oh, another one. Oh, I do have one. Go uh, ahead. I think if the Broncos make the playoffs, I think they'll have one of the three best offensive lines in the playoffs. Mm, I think that when you look all the way through, I think we've seen enough. And I haven't gone back through that whole game from yesterday, but at first glance, it looked pretty good. Like, we've seen the Garrett Bowles clips. I think that that might have been the best game of Garrett Bowles' career. Like, it's right there. That's a weird one because so the Garrett's on Bowles' side 87% of the time. When the Broncos put a tight end on the field 67% of the time. That confused me so much. He kept doing that yesterday. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He's saying it right, too. Yeah. It, Garrett, I said well, you got to roll the R's for the double R. Miles Garrett. Garrett is Garrett on Garrett, Garrett. Bowles' side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then they, the Broncos have put the tight end on the right side 67% of the time and because they run that way like 65% of the time and they run left the other way. So I wasn't sure how they were going to go about that because it sounds simple, just put the tight end over on the left side. Uh, but then all of a sudden that changes the strength of your formation. Like you're no longer running twice as much to the right side because your tight ends over there. So I'm curious to go back and look um, how much help they gave him. Cause I know it was at least some on a couple of those third downs, but the point is that offensive line looks incredible. All of a sudden Ben powers looks like your worst lineman and he's not bad. No, like he's not bad at all. This isn't surprising though. This is exactly what the Broncos built their team to be is to run the damn ball. So it's not surprising that, as you start to buy into the identity which this team is built for that they start playing better Mm -hmm. and the great thing is is we're still seeing this team get better they set a a season high rushing yards yesterday at 169 they're they're passing the ball 20 to 25 times per game and running the ball 40 or close to 40 times per game and that's just going to help your offensive line in every way especially when they're built to run the damn football and that was something that we killed Sean Payton mm-hmm. on earlier in the year, and he killed himself on. He said, I need to stick the run. I need to stick the run. And credit to Sean Payton. He's sticking to the run. He's calling the right plays at the right time. He's calling mm-hmm. shots when he needs to. He's calling Russell Wilson runs when he needs to. So everything mm-hmm. is coming together, and that's why this is not a fluke. What is happening with the Broncos is this is what they're meant to be. Yep. Now they're being it, and they're damn good. And, really? and the offensive line is still getting better yeah that's the thing is that this <laughs> offensive line early on was nothing special but you always hear like the oh you know week five week six things might turn around and we've heard that over and over and over again the last few years but just never actually happened it's been like no this is the same group they're not actually getting better this year they're actually getting way better like you see mike mcglinchy looks like a totally different player than he did a month ago yep like obviously quinn has become one of the best guards in the nfl uh lloyd cushionberry pass protection is off the charts and you somewhat like you're starting to see how this group could be one of the great lines in the NFL. And if they actually do enough to get in the playoffs, it's gonna be because this is one of the very best lines. Did we ever see what play Miles Garrett got hurt on? Did we know? No. My theory, and this is perfect, goes into a play uh where 
Javante Williams chipped the hell out of him mm -hmm. and then leaked out for a little screen. Yep. He hit him hard. And there it is, Dirty Denver. Even your pass rushers are going to come in here and get smacked around. Even yep. your literal monsters of men aren't safe uh, from the physical play of the Denver Broncos. Well, and the physical play, it just goes to the offense, too. I mean, you have a 220-pound running back chipping mm -hmm. at your 295-pound defensive player of the year. Yep, and I mean, he smacked him. Mm -hmm. um, here's my last take on yesterday. We have not yet seen the best Russell Wilson in this offense. But yesterday yeah. was very clearly the tightest grasp Russell Wilson has had on this offense. And mm -hmm. it was a beautiful thing to see. We talked about it all last year. Russ isn't checking. Russ isn't checking. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Now, the West Coast offense asks the QB to check a lot less than Sean Payton's offense. But... Yesterday was damn near every play, and they wanted to slow the game down. They wanted to spend a lot of time, and so they wanted Russell Wilson to say, hey, get out there with 20 seconds, look around, flip mm -hmm. things, you know, um, audible. If you have this look, go this place. If you have that look, go that place. And Russ was incredible at it. Yep. I mean, if you go look at some of the biggest plays they had, it was Russ checking to a run. Uh, and that is incredibly encouraging and tells me that it's actually really starting to click for us. He's starting to get what Sean Payton's offense is all about. And I think that not just the rest of this season, he's going to get even better in it, but moving forward into next season, Russell Wilson and this offense could end up being a really, really great pairing. Well, and so how's it going to get even better? Well, those deep shots are going to open up when you're running for 169 yards and you're running the ball 40 times, mm -hmm. the defense will change and, and it will move up and then Marvin will be getting deep. And then Sutton, you'll feel comfortable throwing the ball to him deep down the field. I mean, Sutton should have had that deep one. Sean said, I'm going to give Sutton the catch after the game when he was called for OPI. Really question that call. Mm -hmm. um, that's what's going to open up. So I don't think Russ is going to get better in a way where he's throwing the ball 40 times. But instead of 20 attempts uh, and he's completing 12, 13, 14 of them for 115 yards, like we've seen multiple games mm -hmm. now. It's going to be for 200, 250, 300 if he hits a couple uh, of deep plays. And that's just the next step of this offense. But you know what? No need to rush it. You just keep doing what you're doing. And this is all credit to Sean Payton on getting Russ comfortable in this and giving it to him step by step instead of doing what Nathaniel Hackett did and saying, here's this whole new offense, week one, go out, good luck. Yep. I was trying to figure out what all those, like what the meaning behind those audibles were. So we had pizza, yep. pop for a keeper. So it was like okay. zone read, pizza? Pizza. P. Maybe some sort of triangle yeah. reference. Yeah. It's like a three-man type of <laughs> triangle. Yeah. Then they had Margot Robbie. <laughs> something right. It's got to be something right. D uh, I forget what the play actually was. Right, right, right. Blue, okay. Blue Bell was, like a, down under was an Australian? inside trap. Ice cream? Blue yeah. Bell ice cream. I, I, but I couldn't figure <laughs> yeah. out the connection between that one. And there was one other one that I heard uh, that I'm not remembering right now. Let's let's convince Todd to get Peyton Manning on the podcast, and we can see what his best guesses are. Yeah, Keep yeah. these All in right. mind. Yeah. I don't know if he'll have guesses or if he'll just have answers. He might just figure out so quickly. <laughs> I thought Mark... He might. Uh, I thought Mark Sanchez did a good job on the broadcast yesterday. A lot of people were hating on him. Um, but, like, one of the things he did, he picked up on the audibles right away. Because mm. they, they did Bluebell twice. So the second time he heard it, he was like, inside trap, inside trap. And, like, <laughs> the defense <laughs> got gashed. And he was like, they got to know that. 
<laughs> Mark Sanchez has uh, some flow going on. He does. Well, and speaking people, of that, people hated that he kept saying, "Dude, I." I liked that. Dude, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. We didn't get to hear. He's uh, like, yeah, right. The, 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 like on the Baron Browning hit, he's like, I don't know, dude. I think he had him. On, like, <laughs> it's like, that's just how people talk. Yeah. I like that. Well, and speaking of like, they, they run that same audible twice. I was talking to Jaquan after the game. I feel bad about doing it, but we've written so many nice things about Jaquan over the last like few weeks that I was like, okay, I'm writing a story about turnovers. Let's talk about the one he didn't get. Because what happened was they ran like a sale route with one of those inside receivers and he like dropped back, dropped back, and just almost uh, got his yeah. hand on the ball. Great throw. I know, just almost nice. there. And so I was like, okay, Jaquan, what happened there? He's like, well, they ran that play before. And so I knew I knew it was coming. I knew it was the sale route. And so I was just like dropping, dropping, dropping. I just couldn't quite jump high enough to get it. And it's that same thing where it's like that. They know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like they're picking up on it. And, and that's the other thing with both of these safeties, with PJ talking to JL Skinner about it. Like Kareem and Justin Simmons, they are teaching these guys everything. Like, it's not just those two who know what plays are coming. All of these younger guys, like, they're sitting in these meetings. They're figuring out what is actually happening. That's the same thing with Jaquan. I I think Fabian, obviously, is like a veteran. But the DBs have gotten to the point where they know the plays based on the formations. And that's, that's a great position to be in. It is. And if you want to be in a great position this coming week, get some Breck, Brews, you want to be drinking Broncos Country Pale Ale. And if you want to know where to find it in Denver, across the country, go to breckbrew.com, where the beer locator's there. It's not just going to tell you where you can get Breckenridge Brew. It's going to tell you where you can get specific beers so you can get exactly what you want for your palate. Breckenridge Beer is the official beer of DNVR, so check them out at the DNVR bar or over at breckbrew.com. And check out some Hero Bread. Um, <laughs> Hero Bread has a whole bunch of really good things. So if you're like into your health in any way, this is probably the bread for you because there's, you know, uh, the tortillas are life changing. <laughs> almost. Oh, that's right. You've said that almost mm-hmm. no carbs, less than 100 calories per slice, time fiber, no sugar. There's protein, like a significant amount of protein in every slice of bread, um, which those are all things that people say badly about bread. Yep. My dad actually tried to make bread yesterday. I was just thinking about this. They went to where, where were they? they I've were had in, your mom's homemade bread and it smacks. I know. Well, my dad said his was very inconsistent on the inside. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, that's not the point. He should have just gotten hero bread um, because they have all sorts of different kinds of breads. The flour, tortillas, the seeded breads, the classic white bread, just the buns. Um, and you can also get like the triple threat pack, which includes a few different kinds of bread. Uh, so if you want to check it out, um, use our code DMVR because you'll get 10% off at hero.co. Uh, hero.co, 10% off. Again, just good bread for you. So go check it out. All right, let's take a big let's let's take a look at the big picture. All right, where the Broncos are, and what's incredible is we're not talking about okay, let's see where they are in the standings. No, the Broncos are definitely uh, the number two seed in the in the AFC West right now. Two and a half games up of the Chargers, a game and a half up of the Raiders. We're talking the playoff picture, where they are in the playoff picture. I have to address the comments. I quite literally had. Henry's mom's homemade bread. No. When I oh visited my it. gosh. I thought it was wow. I didn't even think yeah, of that. Okay. There we go. <laughs> wow. yep. Henry and I went to his parents' yes. house to visit. His mom made us sandwiches with homemade bread. Yes. She makes good bread. She does. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Okay. Fair um, enough. So let's look at let's look at this playoff picture where the Broncos are. They are firmly in the hunt. In fact, they are tied for the final wild card spot. So the three wildcard teams, teams 
around them. So yeah. that's what I want to get into. So you have the first wild card spot, the Steelers seven and four. Second wild card spots, the Browns seven and four. Then third wild card spot, you have the Colts at six and five. You have the Texans who uh, uh, are behind. They they lose out to the the Colts on a tiebreaker, and the Broncos also lose out to both of those teams on the tiebreaker <laughs> right now at six and five. Then you have the Bills behind them at six and six, and the Bengals behind the Broncos at uh, five and six. So the Broncos are literally tied for the final wild card spot. But we know where they are. We know that they're tied there. That's easy to look at and say. But Ryan, that's the conversation I want to get into now. And I think the best way to do this is kind of look at some AFC (laughs) power rankings to see Uh, where the Broncos are right now. Because when I say the Steelers are above the Broncos, the Browns are above above the Broncos record-wise, the Colts are above the Broncos record-wise... I'm like, yeah, that's just right now. That's yeah. just record-wise. That's because the Broncos started 1-5. and five. I think the Broncos are a really good team in the AFC right now. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic case of, like, what have you done lately? Mm-hmm. And the Broncos probably should be above all of these teams because if they just finish off the Raiders and they just finish off uh, the Commanders in the first two weeks of the season – we're not having this conversation at all right now. Now they mm-hmm. did not do that. So we are having this conversation. Yeah. But when you combine that with what we've seen recently and imagine if this team had played those teams what would have happened, then you start to feel really good about where the Broncos and are. And I think the big thing is the Broncos just have such a good quarterback situation compared to most of these teams they're competing with. Like you go through it's like the Steelers have well, just starting with the wild card team, Steelers have Kenny Pickett. Don't love that. Browns have DTR if he's healthy. That's much worse than the Broncos. Colts have Gardner Minshew. The Texans have CJ Stroud. There's one that they're in pretty good shape quarterback wise. But then you go through, it's like after the, after the Broncos, it's the bills with Josh Allen. There's a good one. Bengals with uh, Jake Browning. And then uh, that's probably the last team that you look at and say like, they're really in this right now. I think there's an issue though. I don't think we're going high enough. Okay. Let's 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 build these power rankings. Um, so, and we, we can just go through this by, by where they are in the standings right now. So after beating the chargers yesterday, yeah. thank you, Ravens, the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC right now. They're the only team with nine wins. Would yep. you put them at number one in the AFC power rankings? I really, okay. No. See, I, th- I look at them and think that they're pretty far and away. Okay. The fine. Best team. I'm just, fine with it. To me, it's, it's just how well-rounded they are. Like they can throw, they play defense, they can run like, and they're winning games. Like to me, that's the best team in the AFC. Uh, yeah, I don't really have an argument against them. And uh, for what you said, mm-hmm. Henry, I think they probably should be number one. I Ryan, just, you were shaking your head. I you just want to make an argument for someone else? or Not really. I just don't trust them in the playoffs. That's fine. I don't know if that matters to this. I, th- I think what we're talking about is just right now how good they are okay. as a team right now. So you okay doing that? Yep. Do you have an argument for someone number two? I, I think I'd go Dolphins, but maybe that's just because of the Yeah, I mean, if we're not... Size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're not worried about how they're going to do in cold temperatures, then... Yeah, no, just, yeah. just right now, I guess. Um, the thing about them is they are so dynamic Yeah. Uh, offensively. They can run on you. They can throw on you. They've got the screen game working. They've got the deep game working. They've got the intermediate game working. Um, I mean, we saw it all. Uh, But yeah, I like them and I like their balance. I'll put them too. I can't. I can't make an argument for the Broncos to be better than them after they lost by 50 points. But, 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 but it does need to be mentioned here. 
You know how many teams the Dolphins have beat with a winning record? Zero. One, the oh, Denver yeah. Broncos right oh, now. Oh, 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 and obviously, yeah. when they played them, they didn't have a winning record. So it was zero. The Broncos are the only team they beat with a winning record. Uh, the Dolphins, yeah. speaking of teams I don't trust, I don't trust the Dolphins. Now, they're still a very good team. But in terms of, like, how good they are, I, I think they're a shaky number two, me- number two team here. And mm-hmm. so looking at what the Broncos have done these past five games, we said the exact opposite about what we just said about the Dolphins when it comes to the Broncos. The Broncos have beat three teams that are currently in the playoff mix on this five-game win streak. Uh, They've beat four teams that don't have losing records. The one team that does have a losing record is one game out of the final wild-card spot in the NFC. Mm -hmm. The Broncos have proven that they can hang with the really good teams, not just hang with them, beat them consistently over these past five games. So if they didn't lose by 50 points, (laughs) I'd be making the argument that right now, The Broncos are better than the Dolphins, but can't do it. I, no. I, I mean, fifty-point loss, you can't do it. But that was a long time ago. It was a long time mm-hmm. ago, and you know who knows uh, what it would look like if they played today. It yeah. definitely would not look like that. I don't know what would happen, but it would not look like that. Um, to, m- I just want to point out: this is the first time I've really looked at this. We are in for a crazy playoffs. Oh yes, yeah. we are. Uh, we are in for a crazy playoffs. Yes. All of, every team is beatable. It's wide open. Exactly. The teams that are going to be at the top are going to be the ones that you have the biggest questions about in the postseason, uh, except for maybe the Chiefs. Right. Um, maybe. It's, this is going to be a wild playoffs. So I hope the Broncos yeah. find a way to get in. The Dolphins remind me of the Eagles if the Eagles were just less physical. Like if the Dolphins just were like stronger and tougher and meaner in the trenches, then they'd be the Eagles. But not having that's like just a big flaw. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a massive flaw. I think there's at number three. That game was excellent last night, by the way. The uh, Eagles Bills. Man, didn't get to watch uh, it. Was it was on in the locker room. Yeah, it was so good. Um, should, is Jalen Hurts really like the MVP though? Speaking of wide open things, that MVP race is wide open. I think there's another yeah. race, which we're going to talk about yesterday, coach or tomorrow, coach of the year the is wide is, open. He makes the big plays at the end of the game every single time. Mm-hmm. And he has so the one, he has the single most unstoppable play maybe in football history. I think it's just too early. Like we don't know. It's going to take a few more weeks before I think somebody actually has he's a, like, he's a pretty heavy favorite. So if you want to take someone else, uh, I would do it now. Lamar. He's like plus 125 right now. I I really think maybe I'm biased because I took like a Ravens Super Bowl bet like a month ago. But that team, I think, is going to that that to me, they're they're winning the Super Bowl or at least it's Eagles 49ers on the other side. Yeah. Lamar just looks unstoppable. I think there's two teams in the NFC which are running away with it. And I agree with Ryan that the uh, putting the Ravens number one, they probably deserve it right now for the AFC. But it's not like a strong number one like we viewed um, kind of the Chiefs in the past. So we're down to number three now. And uh, I think the Broncos enter the conversation right now. Right now. Now, I would probably go... The Jags here. Yeah. But, I mean, you also do mention the Chiefs in this conversation, but I also mentioned the Broncos right here. Absolutely. One of the things we haven't mentioned, um, the Broncos have given up 80 points in their win streak 
Obviously, they gave up 70 points mm-hmm. to the Dolphins in one week. They've given up 80 points in their win streak. That's 16 points per game. That is elite defense. So the second half of what the Broncos have played so far, they've had elite defense, and their offense is averaging almost 24 points a game. That means they're outscoring teams by an average of nearly eight points per game. Mm-hmm. That is monstrous. That's how the Broncos are involved with being potentially a top three team in the AFC right now. I'm going to read you the Jags wins. That's, you yeah. stop me when you're impressed. Colts. Um, Falcons. Bills. Colts. Saints. Steelers, Titans, and then Texans. Yeah, what is that? Three playoff teams? Three or four playoff teams? So The one that's impressive is probably the Texans yesterday. Yeah. um, I think the Broncos win over the Bills is impressive. Um, So I think if you're giving it to the Broncos, you you give it. No, this was in London. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think that's as bad um, because those are middling teams, but I certainly think the Broncos are better. The Broncos' wins are better. So, yeah. I'm going to go Chiefs over the Jags. Uh, then, and then we got to put the Broncos here. Really? You well, think the Broncos the, the are Broncos better? The Broncos split. Yeah, and recently the Broncos are uh. have a win more recent than the Chiefs do. And the Broncos are on a five-game win streak, including a win over the Chiefs here. I think right so now the Broncos are better. Really? And the Broncos also point differential. If we want to say Broncos, Chiefs, each are one and one against each other, Broncos have, uh, <laughs> I think... They've scored like three or four more points than the Chiefs. This in their isn't just like the head-to-heads, though. Like, like it's, to me, I'm going power rankings, though. Yeah, yeah. So they exactly. are so far well, past that one and five star. So if you're, I if, agree. If you're just random, say you're the oh Packers because they play the Chiefs. You're the Packers. Would you rather have Kansas City coming in or the Broncos coming in to play them on Sunday Night Football this week? Um. I don't. That's not how I view. I think that's how power rankings work. Is which team do you want to play the most? I think. Or? I think with if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're you're always going to choose the team that doesn't Ex- have Patrick. Exactly. Mahomes. And that's why I think they are up higher in the power rankings. But see, I think I'm going to view that. Would I rather play um, the Ravens or the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes scares the hell out of me. So I'm probably even though I don't view <laughs> okay. their team as better, Patrick Mahomes is. The one dude you don't want to play, but I don't think that. If I had to choose who the Broncos were going to play this week, Ravens or Chiefs, I would pick the Chiefs. You'd rather play the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. I would. Me too. Hmm. It wouldn't. Yeah. Because definitely. I think they I, they showed they were they were close the first time around. They beat them the second time around. Yeah. I would I would take that. Yeah. I would rather play the the Ravens. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this is tough because I don't think there's a case for Jaguars over Chiefs. No, I I think right here. Hmm. uh, I think the case is the Jaguars defense has been so good. The offense has turned the ball over so much that like that's obviously a bad thing. But at the same time, you almost think they're going to figure that part out. Like, I, I think that the Chiefs' problems are just so deep. Like, there's just lacks of talents across the yep. roster and spots, that's whereas true. the Jags could just turn it around. Um, and the Chiefs just don't look like they're playing clean. Like, it just feels like they're starting slow like they did yesterday, or it's taking a drive at the end of the game. And I guess I the Jags s- are doing some of that stuff, too. I didn't see the game yesterday, so I don't know if they just kind of, like, turned it on. But them outscoring the Raiders 31-3 to in the last, I don't know, 30 minutes of the or 40 minutes of the game is the, impressive. Yeah. Chiefs are at the same two time, two the Raiders are bad. The Raiders are just so bad. The Raiders are not as bad as... You think they are? You don't think so? The Jags are three and one in their last four, including a thirty-four to three loss to the 49ers. Yeah, 
That yeah. one's ugly, but more wins in the past three. I mean, I'm I'm fine it's putting tough. the Chiefs here, but I think the Broncos. I would put the Broncos number three if it if it were me. Who would you guys put number three? I mean, it's down to the Chiefs, Jags, Broncos. That's and, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's really tough for me to keep the Bills out of the conversation, though. So what? And do you agree, Ryan? It's down to those three. Yeah. So the Broncos are in the conversation as mm-hmm. being the third best team in the AFC right now. How about it? And How about that's it? what I'm. What a turnaround. Yeah. And that's what I was saying about the first two games of the season. If they just beat those two piece of shit teams, exactly, then they are in this conversation. They're eight Definitely. and three right now. See, I don't. That shouldn't change it though. In no, terms no, of it, like the power yeah. rankings, it doesn't right change now. it. But it's what I'm saying. Was saying before this conversation started, mm-hmm. which is if the Broncos just took care of business against the Raiders and the Commanders, which are two games mm-hmm. they should have won, not just like, oh, like, if they yeah. were the team they are now, like, they would have just won them if they played normal football, then they are 8-3 and three right now. Yeah, yeah but uh, that, that, that team was just, that's a different Broncos team. So I, I, I don't even want to look back and say they, they should have beat those teams. This is such a different team right I'm now. I'm just saying if be, they did, it wouldn't sound yeah. crazy for them to be right here right now. And, and I don't think it. that's my point, though, is it shouldn't sound crazy. I but do I think, think people are looking at the records and saying it does sound crazy. But some of those problems that cause them to lose those games still exist. Like, I don't trust the Broncos' run defense. Like, I think that's Sean still not a it, good run Sean defense. Sean says it's a completely different issue. Yeah. If you... And I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I mean, <laughs> they, they still... I guess it's not so much they're missing assignments as they just can't do their assignments. The, the, the issue before was Drew Sanders was supposed to play inside linebacker and wasn't getting the right holes and the edges weren't getting set. Drew but, Sanders was not the issue for the Broncos' run defense. In the in the Dolphins game where they gave up three, like that was the big game. To me, that's exactly what it was. But So you're putting the historically run bad run defense for three games in a row on a guy that probably played 15 total snaps in those games? I mean, he played like 50 in that one game. But yeah, I, I do think that that's kind of was the big issue there. And when you look at the numbers, that's where they come from. But to me, this run defense, though, I just don't trust it. And that knocks the Broncos down a little bit. And they are very turnover reliant. And, and they play that style of offense that makes them like where they just kind of build off of turnovers instead of trying to go create big plays and do those sorts of things, which is great. And there's no reason for them to try to create big plays. But when I'm going through here, like I, I do think that I probably have the Chiefs and Jags in front of the Broncos. Okay. So I you basically either have to put the Broncos at three here or just drop them down below these two eight and three teams. Yeah. I've already told you where I'm at. I'm putting the Broncos at three. Where are you guys going? Henry, who's your third? I I would like to put them over the Jags. I just don't really yeah. have a good case for as as to why or why not. Um the thing about the Jags is they have no impressive wins. Yeah. You are beating around the bush here. Uh, it's it's really hard. I just don't know my yeah, answer. Exactly. Uh, so I'm trying to buy myself time to make up my mind. Yeah. I don't think it's quite yet right to put the Broncos above those two teams. So I'll put uh, them uh, below them. I think I'm right there, too. And I, I would put Chiefs over it? Jags. Okay. Yeah, I think I would, too. So you guys honestly, are, okay, so then you hear as a group are going Chiefs, Jags. Broncos at five. Jags, Broncos, yeah, that's probably right. This, um, and I mean, the Steelers should be in that con- conversation too. No, you don't think so? The Steelers are below um, Buffalo and Houston for me. The Steelers really? have incredible coaching, and that only takes you so far. I mean, it got them a win over the Ravens. 
That is pretty crazy. They're, I mean, they've they've done some things. It only takes you so far, though. I think their when defense, you consistently, their defense is better than the Broncos. But look at this, dude. Way? They played the 49ers. They lost 30 to seven. They played the Texans. They lost 30 to six. Um, mm -hmm. So they played the Jags, lost 20 to 10. But again, if we're if we're not looking at the start of the Broncos season, we're not looking at the 49ers or Texans either, you know? Like it, recently. It is how you've been playing recently. So they beat the Packers, Steelers, or sorry, Packers, Browns, and Bengals yeah. recently. And they played the Bengals. Um, so they beat the Ravens in week five. They played the Bengals when they had, uh, who was their starting quarterback? Yeah, um, Jake Why Browning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a very different Bengals team. Yeah. Yeah. At I'm not time, impressed though, like, at all. So I'm but, I mean, Broncos if you look five. at the Broncos, do you, do you want to make a case for someone else to be in front of the Broncos? It should probably be Broncos. I mean, the Steelers yeah. are right there. I mean, you look through the Broncos wins. I guess they are against better teams. You got the Bills and Chiefs, but they're that same thing where it's like, oh, you beat them by six, you beat them by three. Like yesterday was the first time there was like a big decisive win. Maybe that Chiefs win. Maybe maybe that just felt closer because you're worried about Mahomes. But yeah, it was a 15 point win. The, the yeah, talk about a dominant win. That's something that didn't hit me until yesterday when I was mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, the Broncos are about to have their biggest win against the team when the Broncos were up by 15 points mm -hmm. uh, over um, who they play yesterday. Why can't I think of it? <laughs> uh, the Browns. Over, over the Browns until they got that safety. That was going to be tied for the biggest win against the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs by 15 yeah. points. That's dominant. Yeah. Okay. I'm scored let me just end, say but... this. I would be so willing to say that the Chiefs name brand is carrying them if they weren't still winning. Yeah. Two and two in their last four. Who did they lose to other than the Broncos? They no, that wasn't even in the last four. Um Really? They lost oh no no no, that was. That okay. was. That, yeah. that was Eagles uh, and Broncos. they lost to the Eagles too. By I four. Mean, so two of their last so two of their three losses are Eagles, Broncos. What's their third one? Lost to the Lions week one, twenty one twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the Chiefs probably do deserve to be higher. They, yeah, I mean, not higher, but I, I think they're in the right spot. Um, I totally think they're a flawed football team for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of think all of these teams are, which is going to make. That's why I think it's going to be such a beautiful playoff race. I think the Broncos are certainly right in that mix uh, to be the third team. Just need a little more. Yep, and I think you could see them win a couple more, and then people are legitimately saying. They're the best team in the AFC. And you can come back and say, I said they should have been third. Yep. And you would be right. Yep, yep. So um, who's right behind the Broncos? I have the Texans right there. Mm. I would have the Texans over the Colts. Um, I would have yeah. the Texans over uh, who else is right there in the standings. I'd have Texans and Steelers and Bills. If you get well, Bills would be next for me. Yeah. If you gave me the option I can play the Texans or the Bills this week, I would play the Bills. I'd probably take the Texans. We're going to find out. I know. I'd probably take the and Texans. And that's what's awesome. This week, you get the Texans. Um, I like how, yeah, yeah, I was just going with whatever I said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Texans, Bills. The Steelers I mean, are a good football team. You have the Browns team. and Steelers. Like, I don't think they should be that low. At eight? They, yeah. They could be the last uh, playoff team. I mean, I think I think, no, the, Brown, they're, they're already, yeah. I think the Browns are going to fall out of the, the playoff conversation. So, yeah, I'd probably go Steelers. So do you, who, who do you have Steelers over, Henry? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have Bills six and then probably Steelers before the Texans. Man. 
I think. Let's yeah. See what Tex the Texans' impressive wins are. And then that's kind of the drop off. I mean, the, and then the, I guess the Colts would be up next. Ryan, when you're looking that up, I got to give a shout out to our friends over at MSU Denver, where you can enroll for 2024 spring classes and applications right now. They're open. So if you want to restart your college education or start your college education, check out our friends over at MSU Denver at msudenver.com. EDU, where they have over 90 majors, 10 graduate programs with courses online, in person, or both. So, however you want to approach your education, you can do that over at MSU Denver. So, check out uh, everything they have at msudenver.edu. So, what about a shout out for Black Friday? Sorry. Yeah. Cyber Monday. Uh, deals. Yeah, come buy our stuff. There's shirts for like seven bucks that we're selling right now. Shirts for 99 cents. Shirts for 99 <laughs> cents now. Um, so definitely go check that out. If you uh, if you spend $75, you get a $15 gift card. That's like less than the cotton it costs to make the shirt. Exactly. So you could buy... It's offensive, honestly, yeah, you to could, our product. You could buy 75... Actually, you need 76 because 99 cents. 76 shirts. And then you get 15 shirts for free. So you could have 90 shirts... For $75, if you want to do that. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, so go check all that stuff out. Does that end today? Yes. So last chance to get in on it. Go over there. Best sale of the year and sometimes the only sale of the year. So mm. don't miss out. That's true. Um, and I would say this. If you have a family member who's a Denver sports fan, like that's a really cool gift. It's unique. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, like anyone can go to Dick's and buy like official team gear for a family member. And it just doesn't feel special. If you get them like a cool, unique DNVR design, like they're gonna be thankful for that gift. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. And it's gonna seem like you put thought into it. Yep. So get in today. The sale ends today. Check us out. So, the Texans. Does anyone have impressive wins? Um, the Texans beat the Burrow Bengals. Okay, that's a good uh, one. At but they were Cincinnati. Bad. And so that no, that wasn't. That was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so it the, was once the, the Bengals, Bengals had kind of gotten their yeah. stuff together. They were on a roll. Um, I'm, yeah. That's yeah. their yeah. most impressive team they beat. They have a couple impressive blowouts. Like, they beat the Steelers 30-6. to six. According um, to Henry, that's a hell of a win. They beat they beat the Jags 37-7 to seven in week three. I think the Texans have some impressive wins. Or 37-17, sorry. So, Jags are an 8-3 and three team. Yeah, I'm... I'm scared of them. I think that we're still be. underrating uh, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's like, as playing at an MVP yeah. level as as a rookie. Um, he's playing incredibly well. So th that's what's going to be an incredible game. Why this is matches up? Why they were literally flexed into a more prime time spot? Kind of. This game is now at 11 a.m. and people say, "Well, no, that's the opposite of being flexed in." It's because the 49ers. And Eagles, maybe the best or second best game of this entire season, only to last Monday night's uh, Eagles Chiefs game, is at 225. So the NFL said, wait, 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 we want as many eyes on that game. And Broncos Texans is going to take some eyes away from that game. Let's move them up to 11 so people can watch Broncos Texans and then everyone can focus on Eagles 49ers. Yeah. Um, I just have to say this on CJ Stroud. This doesn't count as me saying it because I'm going to say I almost said it. Um, uh. I almost tweeted yesterday, mm. CJ Stroud is who everyone thought Justin Herbert is. But then I realized I would be doing exactly what I hated about everyone doing about Justin Herbert, which is crowning him too early. Yeah. Um, but it sure feels like he is a instant superstar. Yeah. Just got to keep going. I mean, yeah. I mean, last week, what? Three picks against the Cardinals. 
almost lost that game. But they won. They they did. They found a way to win. And that, like, that was like as many picks as he had the whole season combined. So yeah. he just had an off day. But he's a rookie quarterback, and the Broncos have a ball hawking defense. Like Where, wouldn't be surprised if they get a couple this week. Yeah. Um I think you're just you're lumping CJ in with every other rookie that makes mistakes. CJ just doesn't make mistakes, and that's kind of what's been incredible about him. Nineteen to five. What I will say mm-hmm. is the Broncos defense matched up pretty awful against the Browns and they held them to 12 points. The Broncos match up way more favorably in terms of defense going up against the Texans offense than they did yesterday. And that's really encouraging. I think yeah. about this game is what, what Vance was able to do yesterday and what should not have been a favorable matchup. But, but I mean, it's have, that four, have... four defense. If you can sell out to stop the run, you can stop it. You know, they didn't, they didn't even take yeah, they didn't stop it though. Well. They still ran for over that's 100 true. yards. Um, they just they did what they needed to do, um, and we we have plenty of time to continue to break down yeah, yeah, yeah. that game. Um, but let's let's get to some questions. Wait, we never comments. finished our our power rankings. Okay, yeah. where do you want to go? Let's just finish them. Um, I, I I can't do this Steelers thing. I'm sorry, Henry. Really? I just don't get it. Like it's because they're a defensive football team. Like the Steelers they, are incredibly well coached. The, and that's, that's it. They have TJ Watt and like make I mean, they've got talent all over. Like I, I I think I mean their defense to me is better than the Broncos. Would you their them, offense isn't far behind. Would you pick them to win head to head against either of those two teams this week? The Texans or the Bills? Uh-huh. Nope. Probably not. Okay. So we're good. I'm fine yeah, with that. Exactly. Being I'm there there. Okay. Or I'm fine yeah, there. Me too. But to me, that's that tier. And Honestly, then, it might go all the way up all to right, the Jazz. Nine and we'll, ten. Let's finish off these last two. So we've spots. got Colts, Browns. That's really um, it. Uh, Bengals, yeah. Char- uh, Raiders. I think Colts should probably be yep. here. Gardner Minshew. Um, yeah, I think Colts should be here. Okay. Nine. And Browns. Yep. Th- uh, no, they have a dominant defense. Who are you putting above them? Cincinnati and Jake Browning, Aiden uh, O'Connell and the Raiders. I mean, I guess with like you're gonna put the four and seven Chargers in. I there? might go I, Titans. I, I, I think the Browns are gonna drop out of the playoff conversation. Um, and well, this is kind <laughs> of out of the playoff conversation at number ten. I mean, it definitely is. So we can put the Browns uh, here. That, I guess you can't say fine. Titans. Um, you gotta find me someone that you could put above them. And I, I think, I think, think the Raiders is. beat the Browns this week if they were to play. Yeah, I will. I do. Yeah, I don't. Tough. I don't. <sighs> so I, I would go Raiders. Here. That game would be disgusting. Um, the Browns might be starting Joe Flacco this coming week. I mean, the Raiders are starting so Aiden O'Connell. Work. And Aiden O'Connell. Um, yesterday, I don't know how his stats ended up. Probably not nearly as good. Started like 12 of 13 mm-hmm. for 115 yards and a touchdown. He yeah. finished. I would have rather have Aiden O'Connell than Joe Flacco. I'll tell 23 you 23 of 33 for 248 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Yeah. 90 QBR. Yeah. Yes. I'll absolutely take that. Yeah, it's one game. I mean, I, Look at what else it's he's tough. Done. I think he, for a rookie, I think Aiden O'Connell's doing really well. Um. Yeah. So we're going Browns. I'm going Browns. Four touchdowns <laughs> Henry, and six interceptions for Aiden O'Connell. By the way. Uh, I'll, I'll take the. I'll go Browns. I'll yeah, go Browns. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> the Raiders have no business on this graphic. Um. Okay. Let's hop into the comment section. We got a super chat coming in from Jelly. Says need. <clears throat> What do we have here? Jerzon Newton, Newton in the late first round, and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. on day that. two, please. Cool. These two would fortify the run defense. 
Tell us about Jerjon Newton. Henry. I don't watch college football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andre's that. here. Andre, tell uh, us about Jerjon Newton. Illinois defensive tackle. Illinois, Illinois defensive, defensive tackle. tackle. Athlete. It's be Athlete. In the backfield a lot. Good run defender. Boom, sign me up. Sack production uh, hasn't been there. So he's DJ Jones. Broncos DJ need, Jones. Can we get Jalen Carter? Out. Is he going to be available in this draft? Wow. To the late or in the mid first round? It's just wow. wild how teams let guys fall. It's, yeah, that was a tough one. Next one from the Blind Swordsman says, the NFL needs to needs to crap or get off the pot with hits. I think they're crapping. I don't think that phrase applies yeah. here. <laughs> the most crapping is making it flag football, which is a fun thing to tweet and get a reaction, but is not ever happening. People were killing me for my take on the Broncos just need to be hitting quarterbacks lower. Um, I, again, I didn't say that that should have been flagged yesterday, but you're just saying what they should do to not get flagged to them the thing, at yeah. some point. So I would like to not, I'm, I'm so happy that we're not talking about that being like the game changing play mm -hmm. that cost the Broncos a game yesterday. If they keep going high on quarterbacks, it could come back to height to, to bite them. All I'm saying is just go a little lower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just he's so still, his helmet was done. under the dude's <laughs> arm, but yeah, um, it's just tough. Because you, you can't go the low. The thing is, you just can't do things that look bad to the to the ref's eyes. If the ref sees yeah. it, and just is go like, lower. Oh, that looks That's bad. what I'm saying. Just go lower. Uh, yeah, but just I mean, go yeah. Lower. I mean, it's honestly, just not if you lower the target six inches, they probably don't call it. So it, you're right. It's, yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But again, like you try to go six inches lower, like who knows? That might be where he's aiming. Again, like there's just no time to aim. Like if you watch that play at full speed. Like from the time that DTR just all of a sudden sets his feet and decides, Henry, that's like, that's probably the it's worst play to say he didn't have time. Like that was the least bang bang play of from like the, any controversial play we can talk about. From the time he sets his feet, though, because like it's just a race, it's a race, it's a race. You run as fast as you can trying to run down. Then all of a sudden DTR sets his feet and you're just like, oh, and you're this far away. You're there isn't a whole at lot of full time. Full speed, yeah. I'm with Henry on this yeah. one. Dustin says 12 and 5 until proven otherwise. Let's go. Glad to have the OG crew on this victory Monday. Cheers, boys. Yeah. I I'm with you. Yeah. The schedule says it's possible. Now the NFL never works <laughs> out that way, but it is possible. The, no, tough the NFL part has is, though, worked out that way. The Broncos in 2012 finished the season on an 11 game win streak. They also didn't start 1 and 5. Uh they started 2 and 3. Yep. It wasn't ideal and yep. they had some some new things going for them they had a peyton manning as their new quarterback the broncos have a whole new coaching staff this year so um it can be done they have has, has they a have one in five team ever got to six and five i don't know i would guess it hasn't happened i would i would that's a tough yeah one. guess not as no well. score gami yesterday 29 12 yes. hasn't happened were you tracking that all game like you no. were at the bar no oh. i watch every single game but that one i didn't and i got in the elevator and like dave logan's talking and he's like this is actually the first time that 29 12 and then like he cuts himself off because there's like an injury on the field or something and so we're standing there i'm just like waiting and waiting and waiting and somebody was trying to talk and i was like no 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 no, no. we got to listen to this all right, we got, we got to get out of here after this final comment Second on the website. Second of the year. Nash Bronco, and Sean was asked about that after the game, and said, funny. I like this one a lot more. It was funny. Uh, Nash Bronco says, the Sean Payton effect is real and was so evident in this game. One, creative, effective, diverse running game. Two, scheming guys open in the passing game. Three, physical play style. Four, guys in great position on the field in all phases. And five, belief that the team will win no matter what. Sean Payton deserves a hell of a lot of credit for this, man. He has given this yep. team an identity. 
uh, and it's palpable. It's extremely palpable, and that is Sean Payton. And all the credit to him for keeping this team in it at 1-5, and five, how difficult that was. Um, and we're going to be talking about, is Sean Payton coach of the year in the NFL? We're going to be talking about that tomorrow or Wednesday, so make sure to stay tuned. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Henry, pleasure. love mm-hmm. rolling with you. We'll be back tomorrow to keep breaking down this winning Denver Broncos team. Stay tuned to the DNVR.com. Get in on our Cyber Monday sale today. We'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. See ya. Flying cotton